This podcast is dedicated in loving memory and tribute to Judy Roth, Ashley Berg, and Bennett White. Radio, a podcast about cycling, health, music, art, and transformation. With your hosts, Greg Roth and Dave the Rocket Richter. All right, welcome to episode number 10 of We Ride Why Radio, the first episode of 2022, reflecting back on 2021 and looking ahead to the new year and what a crazy year or last two years it's been but before we get into it as per usual we're going to kick it off with some music this one's from inhaler and the lead singer's dad is pretty well known see if you can figure out who he is
That was Inhaler with a tune called Ice Cream Sunday. And if you couldn't guess, the lead singer's dad is Bono from U2. Sounds like his son is a chip off the old block. So Rocket is not in the studio this week. Rocket, along with his lovely wife and co-founder of Fount Cycling and mom to Wolfie, are in Arizona. <laughs> And you've been on quite the adventure the last couple of weeks, right? We have. We were, uh, we were down here in Arizona for, I don't know, I think it was like 10 days. And then we came home for a week. And then we went to Hawaii for a week. <laughs> did that Grand Fondo. And then, uh, and then we came back down to Arizona. And we missed the snow. You're not missing much, my friend. <laughs> yeah it's it's fun for about one day <laughs> yeah well especially like for you that want you know you want to ride and we're we're all going to do the festive the rafa festive 500 in some capacity and mm -hmm. uh, you're still able to do it because you're in sunny arizona right um, riding every day right i'm sure yeah. yeah yeah well we were a little bummed about the snow because we were going to come home this last week yeah. because uh, we were signed up for the, the uh, Rafa uh, Brevet in uh, Seattle that, that circumnavigates the Olympic Peninsula. Wow. And uh, we had, we had, we put a team together with our founties here, mm -hmm. uh, two ladies, two men, and uh, we were going to do that. We got accepted and we were going to do that and uh, planned on stomping that pretty hard, but uh, yeah. they canceled it. Um, there's no way you could really do it on a bike in this type of no. weather, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, that's, yeah, that's right. Because there, there's, there's the Festa 500, which all the club members do, and I'm an RCC mm -hmm. club member. And then there's a special event, the Brevet, which is a board yeah. for professional high performance, and and it's very selective. You have to be chosen, and Fount mm -hmm. was chosen. You had you top uh, riders, and then it mm -hmm. gets canceled. But it's not due to yeah. COVID, though. <laughs> No, no, yeah, thank God, yeah. <laughs> Something different every That's year. Right. It's kind of like the, the fires and floods, right? <laughs> Jeez, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like you figured, it, well, well, at least, you know, COVID's not going to cancel it. But that's all right. Yeah. Man. You're in Arizona. Yeah. But we are. We're down here. We're yeah. having a good time. We're getting a lot of miles in. And actually, yeah. tomorrow, uh, Jennifer and Michelle's down here, too, for the winter. Michelle Howe. And, yes. And mm -hmm. uh, so Jennifer and Michelle are going to go for it tomorrow they're going to try to do it in 24 hours trying to do that 500k in 24 hours down here Jeez. so yeah, yeah I'll, I'll support them a bit and uh yeah it's going to be tough that's not an easy thing to do <laughs> you always have a workaround man <laughs> it, it, it's like cycling right yeah you're in a road race something happens and, and what do you do you just kind of have to navigate plan b Plan yeah. B. There's always got to be a plan B, right? Because you it, n things never go as they're planned in life either. And uh, but the fact is, is you're always able, no matter what happens, you're always able to find something. Like even when races are canceled, you you'll go find one. There's right, one. right. We do. We make our own, or we'll make you know, combination of the both. Yeah. Yeah, to stay in that you know, fitness level. Yeah, you know, this time of year. It's like I get a lot of athletes that, you know, like it's it's tough to kind of keep aligned with their goals, you know, um, whatever they may be. You know, it's the weather makes it tough. Um, you know, the monotony of being on the trainer, you know, can make it tough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, and I've been dealing with a lot of athletes, you know, trying to talk them off the ledge, you know, and, you know, I, <clears throat> I thought about it, you know, as I was talking to you a little bit about it, too. And yeah. and, uh, you know, I had those three C's for 
you know, we came up with That's for right. uh, to make a good team. You know, the the, the coaching, uh, the community, and uh, the confidence. You know, That's and right. uh, and I think there's three C's also for you know for staying in line with these goals. Um, yeah. Confidence is this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other two are change and consistency. Um, right. You know, so you know you get those two things together and you kind of break it down, and it's like it makes it a lot easier to stay aligned. You know, confidence meaning, you know, you, you need some wins. You need to take steps to, to get confidence in your training. Uh, else, else you're not going to make it. You know, you're not going to hit that goal. Consistency, you know, that's that's an obvious one, but it's super important. You know, we make these habits and mm-hmm. there's there's willpower and willpower only goes so far. You know, after a couple of weeks, you know, people make, you know, these uh, uh, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where, and, you know, I'm going to lose weight or whatever, you All know, right. and they and they and, they, you know, they have the willpower. They have good willpower. And for a few weeks or a month or so, they, you know, they can, uh, you know, resist temptation and change their habits a little bit. But, you know, to really create a new habit, it's got to be no question about it. It's mm-hmm. got to be something you don't even think about. Yeah. You know, you wake up and you don't even think about training. You just do it. It's like calisthenics or something yeah. or whatever. Maybe brushing your teeth, right? You don't even think about brushing your teeth. You just do it. Drinking your coffee. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you gotta you gotta you know, create this consistency where you don't even think about it. You just do it, no matter what the weather. I remember when I was a bike messenger, I I kind of got a lot of that because it didn't matter what the weather was. You got to show up. That's right. You know? Or you don't get paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't even think yeah. about not showing up. You just think about like, well, how do I work around how do you this make it work? Yeah. this weather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your bike's broken. You know, you got to figure figure it out. You got to fix it. Get a different mm-hmm. one. Do whatever. You got to figure it out. Yeah. You know, and then and then that last C is change. You know, I think that that's. I don't want to call it last resort, but that's something that you can kind of go to, you know, last, you know, after you've gone through these other two and done it all you can um, change. And that's what I'm right now. I'm in Arizona, right? You change your scenery, you Mm -hmm. you change your situation, you know, you go somewhere warm, you do an event. Um, There's, there's a lot of things that you could do to change your situation. And, and just as a little slight change can make all the difference. Man, that that is so great that you're so right. I mean, and the thing is, is, is found, is not exclusive in terms of dealing with the weather, right? So all the other teams are dealing with the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Right. So what? And and I think that setting this certain mentality is that well, well, here's the situation, here's the circumstances. You can't change it. So what are you going to do about it? Because we do have a commitment here to do this. Mm-hmm. We do have a commitment yeah. to accomplish this. So given the current circumstances, how are we going to deal with it? Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Dude, when I was in the military, it was like that. It was my, my sergeant said, you got to have this in, you have to be ready for inspection by this time. You have to be ready for your, your exams. You have to be ready for your, like all this stuff that you had to do. And you're looking at mm-hmm. it and go like, how are we going to do that? There's no way. Well, like, but it gets we're all, done. We're, yeah. we're all like, Sarge, we can't do that. And the Sarge just looks at us. And I remember this, man. Then you just, you just triggered this thought, but he goes, Deal with it, private. And that was <laughs> yeah, all he said. I love it. And, and awesome. that was the most simple, simplistic thing, but deal with it. Because, yeah. because the circumstances aren't going to change. I'm not going to change my mind. Oh, yeah, you're right. That is too much. Yeah. I mean, it's the army, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I've always you know? said, Greg, I've always said that, that they should have the army build our bridges. They'd be done in, instead of two years, it'd be two days. The engineers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Um, well, yeah, because the thing is, it's like, this is the situation and in the military and I don't mean to get over dramatic here, but it's life and death, right? They're yeah. training you to get in that mentality, you know, and I'm the same Hey, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I, I, I sometimes want to take the easier, softer way around. 
mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and sometimes yeah. that the only way the only way is through and, and it's right. not always going to feel good and that that's what that sergeant did is he put the good pressure on you right. to get it done you know it's like the first time your your dad's teaching you to drive and he's like all right son you got the wheel you know you're like whoa whoa, whoa. Yeah. you know like Deal no no it. no you're, you're yeah and he's like no no you got it yeah or when you ride a bike or whatever it may be yeah. the first thing the first time it's you know it's scary and you don't want to do it and but yeah that little bit of good pressure is all you need to get it done sometimes i told you about the story about my dad teaching me to ride my bike didn't i did i tell you that story I don't think so. Let me no. tell you this. Yeah. So, because you you nailed it. My dad, um, I was six years old, and all the other mm-hmm. kids were riding without their train wheels. And I said, and my dad, in the morning, goes, son, I go, dad, I want to ride without my train wheels. He goes, okay, I'm going to come home, and I'm going to take your training wheels off, and you're going to ride without your training wheel. <laughs> and that was it. That's that. Yeah, that's say, awesome. Do you want to? And he said, do, you're going to. We're doing that's this. It. You're doing yeah. it now. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. And so he came home and he took the training wheels off. All the neighborhood kids were standing around. We were living mm-hmm. in you know, the Midwest in Indiana on the Dogwood Drive, mm-hmm. little suburb. And he says, son, this is all you have to do is just pedal your bike. I'm going to push you. And all you have to do is pedal. And if you pedal, you're not going to fall. Okay. I'm going to do exactly what my dad said. So he pushed me and I started pedaling and I'm staying up awesome. and all the kids are in the neighborhood. Cause you're doing it. You're doing it. Yay. And I tell mm-hmm. you, that was a moment and I was six years old, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. 61 mm-hmm. now that moment. I will never forget that moment. Yeah. That was a, a milestone. I felt so incredibly powerful and the trust that I had with my dad. I didn't. And, and, and I, all I had to do is just do what my dad told me. I didn't have mm-hmm. to think about it. I didn't have to analyze it. All I had to do is pedal. Man, it'd be cool to feel like that every day, huh? Like mm-hmm. that feeling you got, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. another part of the story, this is really beautiful. I was out riding um, toward uh, Marymore Park one day, and I was coming back. I can't think of the park where we're stopping to get some water. And I saw this mom trying to teach her son how to ride a bike, but she didn't know how to do it. And mm-hmm. so I, I stopped. I go, hey, can I help? And um, the son had a little bike, and I said, okay, dude, this is a true story. I'm going to get real emotional here. Um, I, I looked at him, I said, I'm going to push you, and all you have to do is pedal. Oh, nice. And if you pedal, you'll stay up. Oh, I pushed him, and he started pedaling. Yeah, and he you stayed up, and, the, and then the smile on his face, and the smile on his mom's face. And wow, dad wasn't cool. there to teach him, but I was. Yeah, yeah. And I, t- yeah, that's cool. I, I took what my dad taught me, and I taught <laughs> that little kid how to ride a bike for the first time without his training wheel. Bang. That's, that's cool. That's how special this is to us, right, Rocket? Mm-hmm. It goes way yeah. beyond. This is, these are those moments, you, and you'll remember that with Wolfie, and Wolfie oh, will yeah. remember that with you. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that day you throw that first baseball. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I was just talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff I was kind of reflecting on a lot of this, you know, this last year, but you just nailed it, dude. I mean, you just really mm-hmm. nailed it. It's, yeah. we, we, we make it so difficult in our heads. We make it up to build it. And sometimes all we have to do is just pedal. Yeah, I'm not excited about necessarily jumping on my trainer, but I have it out. It's ready and I will be riding it. <laughs> and yeah. We, and it's once funny. I start pedaling, it'll be fine. 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, it's like we take things for granted. You yeah. know, like I learned this every time I get injured now, mm-hmm. I, I get something from it. You know, like oh, yeah. this this last year when I was, Jeez. you know, laid up, I was busted up and you know a few times. I I thought about like how, you know, you're you're incapacitated in the hospital. You can't really you can't do much. Mm. And I thought, man, if I can only just stand up and, you know, do, you know, move around, you know, you just take it for granted when yeah. everything works right, you know, it's true. and it's just like, man, when I get, when I get healthy, I'm not going to take that for granted. You know, I'm going to really mm. push, use what I have. And, and, and that's what injuries really kind of taught me over the years yeah. is like, really, you know, how much, how much of our effort are we really using? It's true. Our heads limit us. You know, I, I told you this before, but my greatest adversary is myself and we're all like, mm. we are our greatest adversary. And, and I think that's why having a coach is great and having a program is great and having a club, whether it be mm-hmm. found or whether it be somebody else, because it kind of gets you out of your head. It gets you outside of that. Like, like, the, like literally the group and your coach can pull you out of your head, <laughs> out yeah. into life. And, get, and, and then once you're doing it, then it's like, God, what was, I, what was the big deal? You know? Yeah. Exactly. It's so funny how that works. But, you know, it's like you say, you simplify it, right? Like the three C's is a perfect example. You just simplify it in a way that's so yep. so digestible and yet right. <laughs> powerful. <laughs> What's behind? Well, yeah. yeah. And when you do that, I think you can you can kind of like when you when you get in a spot of bother, you can just refer to those simple three things, right? And you're like, okay, what am I am I making the most of this? I'm making the most of this, I'm making the most of this, you know? And uh, yeah, I, I, it just it simplifies it. Like you said. Mm. Yeah. Cause we make, we, we like to make things difficult. That's just our, our nature as human beings. <laughs> right. right. We're really good at that. Yeah. We're really creative too. <laughs> we're really creative. We're great at making up all these great things in our heads and all these great stories of why we can't do things. You know, <laughs> totally. we're so good at it, <laughs> you know? And then, and then, but, but somebody like a coach or, or, or somebody, a teammate can look at you and be real with you and say, come on. Yeah, because the thing is, and and again, this podcast goes beyond cycling and and I'll say this, we all say this every episode because you want people to really get this message. What stops you, whether you be a cyclist, whether you be a runner, whether whatever it is you do, what stops you there is the same things that stop you in every area of your life. The same stories, the same excuses. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. I, I don't feel like it. Uh, whatever, blah, blah. You've heard it all, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there any know, story you haven't heard? And there's probably not, you know, and it's like, a, <laughs> it's a dis, when you're given these stories, it's like a disservice to the people that work really hard. You know, it's That's like, true. I, you know, I was at this mountain bike race last year and this guy with one leg mm. was killing it. I mean, I mean, it wasn't just the first guy with one leg. He was middle of the pack, you know, pushing towards the front of the pack with one leg. I was like, this guy is at a 50% disadvantage, right? Yeah. He has one leg instead of two and he's out there killing it. You know, he's, you know, he's trying harder yeah. than everybody out there. And, That's you know, really it's, good point. yeah. And just, you, you know, when you think of that, like I said, you take things for granted, you know, you don't realize how much you use your sight until you're blind. These are the, these are the things like if we could just make the most of what we have, it's true. we have it all. It's just making the most of it. No, you're so the one thing I'll never do if if I don't do a workout if I choose not to do something I'll never I'll never tell a story about it I'll just say I didn't do it I didn't want to because mm-hmm. I chose not to it's that that's all it is you chose not it's, to 
Yeah, and then it's easier to you know accept too. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, I'll just have to do better next. And it's, and it's not a moral issue. You chose not to, you know. And it's like it's right. not like, you know, and that's your choice. I mean, you you can do whatever you want in this life, but then it's what's behind. It's the why behind it. But, well, but the stories are just the stories. I mean, why you didn't? It's all a bunch of stuff you tell yourself so that you can feel good about not keeping your commitment. Right? Yeah, and, and 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 then you don't feel good about it. You know you because you know deep inside you know. that you're you know you're making this excuse. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's really it's character building, you know, and that's what it is. It's like when you could admit like I just didn't do it. Dang it. Yeah. You know, like that's a, that's good character. You know, it's like okay, well you're gonna you're gonna get it done next time. Well, the one thing too, Rocket, that, that I've learned from even working with you is is I've accomplished some things I've never accomplished, right? Or I've done things like mm-hmm. like I was talking to you earlier about, you know, last year we we were doing the Festa Five Hundred in different ways, right? And I was out mm-hmm. riding, you know, in winter, in a twenty four middle of night, in the middle of yeah, well, yeah, all practically, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah. I did that, and so I know I can do. I, I've ridden in every kind of condition. I've ridden mm-hmm. hundreds of miles in one day. So once you've done that, <laughs> you, yeah. you no longer have the story because you've done it. So right. you can't say, well, I didn't do it because of this or I didn't do it because of this. No, you just chose not to because you didn't want to do it. And it, and that makes it simple too, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. so I could come to you, let's say, and, and I, I wouldn't do this, but I could and say, hey, Rocket, I, I didn't do this. I just didn't do it. And, and, and then you could say, well, why? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, what did you, what did you make more important than your commitment to the, to the club or to what you're committed to? Cause you told me like, as a coach, you could say this rocket, you could say, cause you told me in January that you wanted to do this, this, and this, and this cool. Okay. So what's, what did you make more important than that? And get to that. Cause right. it, that's what it is. It's like, well, what did I make more important than going out to train? Um, being comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Being cozy <laughs> in my nice warm house. Dry. Uh, true, <laughs> yeah, true. Whatever. Anyway, this is good stuff, man. This is a good, a good, is. uh, we're, this is a very reflective episode. It's our year end episode. And yeah. we started this podcast in October of 2000. Was it 20? <laughs> Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just starting to pick up our, our cadence here, and then and then the holidays hit. But we wanted to do a special year-end episode, and it's just kind of a reflection on kind of what's been going on, and, and this conversation is kind of part of that. But it has been an amazing year with COVID and everything else, and you had some challenges, Rocket. And, we, and folks, you can go back and listen to some of our prior episodes and listen to, to some things that Rocket right. went through. Um, but tell me, Rocket, you know, you've had quite the year, to yeah. say the least. Of 2021, it's been a, a challenging year, but also a great year. What are, you, what are you reflecting on right now? Like, what are you kind of thinking back on? Well, you know, I was thinking about this the other day when I was writing, and I was like, I, I, it just seems like when I was injured last April, mm-hmm. broken neck and ribs and scapula, collarbone, all that stuff, when I had that big big crash, it just that seems like years ago. Wow. I mean, it, and, and it's only it was this year. It was. You know. Yeah. Early it's crazy. It, it was almost yeah. a year ago though, because it was February, right? It was April. Oh, it's April. April. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. April twenty ninth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. It's but yeah. It just like it, it just seems like 
ages ago. Like I've we've moved, I've moved on, which is a good thing. Right. A lot has happened. A lot of fun things, you know. Yeah. We've I've done a lot of traveling. The team is growing, and and you know what, you know, reflecting on this year, you know, I had Wolfie. All Wolfie's, you know, he's two, almost two and a half now. Yeah, he and is. Uh, you know, <laughs> just watching him grow up, and oh yeah, and you know, I feel like the hardest part's done. You know, like the first six months is the hardest. You know, because I've wa- I've been watching you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and listening. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can hear him now. Now he's he's a terrible twos is a real thing for yeah, sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> but he's great and uh you know, getting through this, you know, it just makes me reflect. It's like, you know, having all these hardships and getting mm-hmm. over them and you know, Wolfie growing up, it's like, wow, it's like next year's gonna be great, you know. Yeah. And I'm not just being cliche, you know, and and overly positive. I just feel like, wow, it's gonna be a great year. These things that sort of limit you like we were talking about, I feel like, man. I mean, anything's possible. The thing I think is really awesome about you is that you always live in the world of possibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just who you are, right? I mean, that's right. how you strive. Yeah, yeah. And um, no matter what happens, you're always living in the world of possibility. Even when you were injured and you're in the hospital, you're still, well, what's possible? Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. It takes, it, it takes something to be that way. It takes right. almost like training your brain to be that way. Like you were talking oh, about sure. developing habits to where you have to develop the habit to where you allow yourself a certain degree of being bummed out about the situation. Right. You have to, yep. right? But yep. then just knowing when to let that go and then to move on to the solution or what you're going to do. And that's, I think, something that I've seen you do that, that it's amazing. And it seems like mm-hmm. all the stuff that happened last year just becomes such a blip in the rearview mirror because with everything you have going on going forward or with everything that you did after the after april you know winning mm-hmm. seward park and all these different things you did and all these different events and it seemed like it, you were spending a lot of your energy into living in possibility and that the negative things that happened to you just were blips were just small things that happened and, and became smaller and smaller as you moved forward so if you're driving in a car or riding a bike mm-hmm. and there's a rear view mirror your little crash just got smaller and smaller and smaller until it was nothing. Right. You couldn't see it. True. True. Well said. Just last year, we, you know, like we had a result with the women at us pro oh, yeah. a podium, you know, and that was like a surprise to the world, not a surprise to us, but mm. a surprise to the world, you know, and we are sort of the darlings of the race scene. And now we're, now we're, they got their eye on us, right? So now it's the year we're yeah. like, okay, well let's, let's show them what we can really do now. Rebel you know, up. like, yeah, level up. I talked about your individual accomplishments as somebody who races, but mm-hmm. what what's even way bigger, and you mm-hmm. just touched on it, and I just got present to it, was what as a coach and and you developing this program, and what how this program's developed, and then also the individuals that have excelled in this program, like Veronica yours. Right. right. And and right. you've had your own victories as a participant, but your biggest wins to me is the club itself and seeing the accomplishments of the individuals on the club that you and Jennifer have coached. Right. Just, you know, looking at it from the outside or from a bird's eye, yeah. it's like we're, you know, it is a bigger accomplishment for me because it's we're taking someone that maybe wasn't even interested in the sport you know mm-hmm. a year and a half ago to the top level of the sport in that short period of time you know and, and that's you know like showing them these shortcuts avoiding pitfalls you know telling them what to expect like showing them how to train you know like all these things like 
that that make them rise quicker. Yeah. And then you know the challenge is is like you get somebody that that happens and you, then it's like oh well, let's do it again. You know, mm-hmm. it's do, let's do it with the men's team now. Let's you know, like it, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean that's the challenge, and you know I'm up for it. You know I love yeah. I love the challenge. Well, yeah, because you're living in possibility. What is possible? <laughs> there is no limit. And uh, no. I get that. You know, that, that's really cool. I think it's interesting because Veronica w- was not only did you teach her how to be good enough to be able to ride at the pro level, you ignited the passion because you got to have that first. Right. Because if you don't have the passion, you're not going to train because it's it takes oh, for something, sure. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So you lit that, like you ignited that, and then she yeah, you, took it and ran with it or rode with it. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. You gotta love. You really gotta love cycling, you know. And there's there's a lot to love about it, you know. Mm-hmm. There's, but you gotta kind of teach it if you're not if you're new to the sport, you know. If you just played soccer your whole life, yeah. Um, you know, cycling's a new thing. It's it like is. you gotta you gotta show them the machine, like the how cool this machine is, you know, mm-hmm. and how when it's clean and it's lubricated, how mm-hmm. it works so well, yeah. you know, and how it can hold you back if it's not running well, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, what's fast, what's not, um, just, that's what makes you love it. You know, the tech part of it. Mm-hmm. And then just keeping your body in this, in shape is just, you know, you know how that is. It's like, yeah, your body's a temple, you know, and, and a machine. And to, yeah. And a machine and you got to learn how to feed it, you know, cause you, you're, mm-hmm. you're using more energy, you know, and totally. yeah, there's, so there's the nutrition part of it. And, the and then there's the, yeah, then there is the, you know, the chess part of it where your, you know, your, your psychological part, part of the, the game is important mm-hmm. too, like how you play the game, you know, and, yeah. and just learning the game, you know, you can't learn baseball in, overnight, no. you know, it takes a long time to learn it. And, you know, and it, as you know, it depends on who's teaching you how quickly you learn that right. you know, sport. Well, yeah. And a lot of it goes back to that passion because like Veronica or or somebody like Veronica, if she's, you know, she's an athlete, she's a gamer, she's a competitor and then she loves it. So she's going to take to it quick and she's smart too. So she's an intelligent athlete. So she can take what you teach her and assimilate it quicker maybe than somebody who's not as intelligent. The biggest part of the game too with cycling is it's such a community event, sport and game, you know, it's like there's, there's a lot of people involved, you know, some of your teammates some are not you know and uh and uh, you know just riding with somebody can be inspiring yeah. you know training with somebody make you go harder you know i was talking to jennifer today it's like you know we we're talking about the impact of of her like she was she's kind of struggling about how much she should race she doesn't know how much she personally wants to race you know right she still really loves doing this but but maybe not so much racing herself like all in you know she's done it for a while now, yeah. you know so at a high level Oh yeah. So She's got we were talking about that, you know, and I was telling her, you know, like you don't, you don't, you, you race as much as you want yeah. because, you know, I mean, we don't want you doing something you don't want to do because it shows, it shows through. Totally. And, and I said, you know, you know, as a writer, what's, what's inspiring, what inspires you most as a writer, somebody, when your teammates telling you to, to go do something or somebody in a team car that drives up and they're just hanging out the window, banging on the side of the car saying, go, go, go. You, you go harder when they do that, you know? Yeah. And you're inspired, you know. So I said you're going to inspire them, you know, more more ways than just riding. It's, oh, totally. You know, being in the, being in the car, being you know the boss, and and you know you know making the plan, and they'll look up to you, you know. She's a strong coach, and mm-hmm. and she's well respected and loved. That she doesn't even have to be present. 
her her presence is so strong that she she doesn't have to necessarily even be present right in front of them. Her presence is so strong that they're hearing her voice. They're seeing her face when they're out riding because she's so much a part of, you know, what she teaches is ingrained in them. And she really stresses that team and that camaraderie. And so what she teaches and the same thing with you lives within the riders. Like, like I'll go out riding and I'll be thinking, like, I'll hear your voice actually telling me something. Right. I'll hear Jennifer's voice sometimes. You know, That's like awesome. I'll hear Jennifer, yeah. like a little tip, like she told, like I, cause I like when Jennifer, when you talk, like I'm a sponge, mm-hmm. man, I, I just take oh, it all yeah. in and, 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 and use it because I know if I do, it's going to make a difference. Right. And yeah. so you know, that's the, that's the power is like, like you said, she doesn't even have to be racing. She could be in a car. She could be on, you know, where the tent is and they're going to, they're going to feel her presence, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. (laughs) For sure. And and yours too, you know, same for the guys, except you're actually, you know, out racing and you still love it. And, Mm -hmm. and so for you, it works, right. And everybody's different. Right. right? And, And you'll keep doing, and you'll do it as long as you love it. And then, and then if you don't, then then you'll focus your energies into something else, right? Change it, like the three C's, the change, C's, right? You need man. that change. <laughs> yeah.
All right, that was Seattle's very own Down North live at the Crocodile, one of my favorite bands, and some pretty cool cats. We're going to pick up the conversation with Rocket from Arizona talking about Fount Cycling Guild and the very special party that we had. Mm -hmm. Fount had the year-end party, um, a holiday party, which we didn't get to have last year because of COVID, and it was quite an amazing event, man. It was great. It was great. We had some great photos. Yeah. You took that you took and we Thanks, had some great man. interviews. We had some interviews, some quick excerpts from uh, some of the, the the guild members. We had sexy people on our club, man. Like man, everybody looked, everybody very, looked so sharp. Everybody looked sharp about how to dress. Everyone just dressed sharp, man. They were look everyone looked great. You know, it, it's really cool because I always say like I think this because of my military background, but I say civilian clothes. Cause like mm -hmm. we always see each other in our cycling gear, in our uniforms. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know? And so like, it was really kind of a kick to go to a party and see everybody dressed up in their quote unquote civilian clothes. And our yeah. club cleans up really nice. Let me tell you. Yeah. And you know, I think people were looking forward to dressing up a little bit because oh, yeah. you know, with, co with COVID, you know, nobody's going to restaurants and no dressing up as often. Yeah. So it was, it was an opportunity to, uh, where yeah. your, uh, your best nines, right? <laughs> Dude, you're not kidding. I mean, I was the first time I got dressed up in a long time. I put a tie on and a vest on. I hadn't gotten dressed up either. Looking good. You too, man. We're all looking good. We'll, <laughs> uh, we have some of the photos. We'll have some of the photos up when we post the podcast, too, of the holiday party. But the one thing that was really cool is we actually, because we talk about the club a lot. We talk about the people mm -hmm. on the club, and it is a special group of people. But you actually went around, and I did too, we went around and we had a few conversations with some of the club members. Who did you talk to? Ah, oh, we had, uh, I remember Jeremy True Love. He's a new member, kind of a guy that doesn't race right now, at least. Mm -hmm. um, he probably end up will be racing, but uh, <laughs> we all doesn't do. race. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it was interesting to get, you know, some perspective from some people that are not out there every week racing, yeah. you know, but, but doing a lot of riding. He's new to the club for the most part. Uh, Jenna Nesman, she's a... Uh, top racer that's new to the club and actually she's from canada so she's that's kind right. of a northwest northwest local but like yeah. definitely far north she came down um yeah so she's a new uh new addition to our det team um so that'd be people get some idea of uh what kind of person jenna is what kind of rider she is who else do we get a lot of excerpts from uh super mario uh, you talked to super, super mario yep. super mario yep he's and, quite uh, the super character mario. we love he him. is I, I love mario he's uh god I, yeah i do i just love him he's just so different than than, a, than your typical bike racer you know former hockey um, player <laughs> yeah and he's got that he's got that that je ne sais quoi you know that, yeah. that every athlete has you know oh he's, yeah he's a sprinter he's great yeah he is man <laughs> he's a beast no fear mm -hmm. in that guy. I've ridden with him too, man. Like, 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 and he he goes all out regardless of of what kind of ride it is. That's just who he is. Mm -hmm. That's what's so great about a a, a club. It, it's it's not just a club. It's truly a community. And we're gonna play uh, a few sound bites and a few uh, interviews from some of the people that we talked to at the Christmas party. And you're gonna hear that right now. <laughs> Greg, what do you think of the night? Um, this room is absolutely spectacular. I'm looking out and seeing Christmas lights over Lake Washington. There's wine here. There's beautifully dressed people. There's world-class athletes. There's prizes. It's going to be pretty damn amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Jeremy Trulove. Jeremy Trulove, you just, I just witnessed you had two out of three 
dart successes here? Yes, it would have been three out of three, except I was throwing them with the plastic protective cover on. That's baller, dude. That's like next level. Leave it on. Leave it on the protection. Very true love is cleaning up on darts. So he could win the next Oakley prize. Ooh. So Jeremy, you have the coolest name here on the club. Is this your real name? It is my real name. So you were just given this name, or you didn't make it up or anything. This is seriously, Jeremy True Love is your name. That's my name. I'm born with it. Hundreds of years of history behind it. <laughs> it is, it's an amazing name. It really is an amazing name. I don't know why, but we love your name. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you were in any other industry, I think that the porn industry right, would right. be the best name, and it would definitely be a fake name, I think. It, it's a missed opportunity, to be honest. Yeah. You know? And this is real life. Your name is Jeremy Trulove, and you're not in the porn industry. I am not yet in the porn industry. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you, Jeremy. Good job on the darts. Thank you. So I'm live here at the dart section, the dart throwing, and, and Claudio's up next. Yep. Claudio, what are darts in Italy? Good question. Uh, freccette, credo. Yeah, so we're about to find out. You're, you're throwing not just for your team, not just for yourself, but you're throwing for Italy right now. All right, good. That's a great responsibility. <laughs> okay, let's see what happens here. So hold on, Chris Wilson. You, you're about to throw darts. You're, you're known as a sprinter. What does this mean in darts? Oh, wow, that's a good question. Like, how much power can I put out? Power. I'm, I'm thinking lots of power then. So, yeah, you're right. You're a sprinter, so you're going to throw it really fucking hard. Like 1,400 watts in darts. I'm, I, I can't wait to see this. Live here with Super Mario. What, 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 what up? So, Super Mario, what makes you super? Oh, that's easy. Uh, I have a bowl of uh, Wheaties every morning. So you just do everything super? Yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Hey, Lorraine. Hi. I heard you just did your first 100-miler. Oh, yes, I did for the Obliteride. It was awesome. Saw a lot of cows, rode some nice rural roads. What, what was the longest ride you did before that? Oh, I think it was like 75 miles or something. So I'd been practicing. I knew I could do it. Uh, done, you know, close to it before. So. so would you think there was a big difference between 75 and 100? I think the mindset, actually, like if you're just prepared to do 100 and you know you're going to do 100 and you know you're going to be out there all day and you've got your fuel. I had like 10 scones. I had my podcast. I had my books. And so I was ready. Perfect. That sounds awesome. Nice work. Congrats. Thank you. All right. Jenna Nestman, straight from Canada. Thanks for coming down from Canada. My pleasure. So Jenna's new on our uh, Elite Women's Squad. And uh, I remember when I met Jenna... She came down as a triathlete, um, and I was giving her a physiological test. And I remember telling her after the test, I'm like, man, I hate to tell you this, but I think you're in the wrong sport. <laughs> you remember that? I sure do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Did, have you met all your new team members for next year? Um, I think I have, yes. Yeah. Cool. What's, what are you most excited about for going into 2022 on the race season? I'm excited to race as a team. I, I haven't had much experience, so the whole team atmosphere and playing off each other and playing to each other's strength is, yeah, I'm super excited for that. Cool, and what would you say your strength is as far as the team? Sprinter, climber, all-arounder, 
Um, I would say sprinting, um, but I also love climbing, so yeah. Cool, cool. Well, that's what the team needs, I think, is somebody that can finish races, whether they call themselves a sprinter or not. And, and the funny thing is, as a sprinter, you can always become something else as well. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, it's great to have you, Jenna. Thanks. Welcome. I'm excited to be here. Hey, man, I want to talk to you. So, Johnny Five, what do you got going on for 2022, man? What are your plans? What are your goals? Wherever David tells me to go. That's smart. That's, yep. So whatever Rocket tells you, you just do it, and, and what happens? Well, you get faster. You start doing well in races, and then you get smarter. You train smarter. You ride smarter. Yeah, just follow the program. Dude, it, it's been great in the last two years watching you because you got you started as a cat four or five, and I and when I saw you, immediately knew that it was only you were going to move up really quick, which you did. And this last year, you moved up to cat one, right? Yeah, and it really it's just about kind of following the program that Richter provides you, and then. Just do every workout consistently, and then the results will show before you know it. Dude, you put a lot of work in, man. Your commitment, your dedication, it's so apparent. Um, and, and it's one thing to, to have the program, but you work that program, and you work it hard, and it's, it's inspiring. Yeah, and it really shows, like, he'll, he'll definitely recognize that you put in a lot of work, and he'll definitely work with you to try to get you where he thinks you can be. Well, dude, you've got so much potential, and just what you've accomplished already in two years has been nothing short of phenomenal, and I'm excited to see what you do in 2022. Thanks, Greg. Awesome, man. So, Alicia, tell me, you had some major accomplishments this last year with Fountain, and you did some things that you had never done. Talk about that, like what it is about this club that kind of lifted you up maybe to a level that you wouldn't have been lifted up had you not joined this club. I think mostly it's just riding with all the other ladies. Like, everyone on this team is so good um, and so ambitious that you just want to be like them. Um, and it makes you better. Um, you aspire to be Cat 1 and, I don't know, maybe race nationals. I don't know. I know for me, the, the Fount ladies and the Fount men are really fast. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying when we go out on our team rides, man, I'm always pushed harder than I would I would push myself. But it's been really great to see your progression. And you've always been strong since I knew you. But in the last year, you really elevated. You were winning races. You did. You were winning track. You were winning road. You were finishing at the top of the group. That's just amazing. Yeah. Well, there's been a couple of rides where, you know, I want to give up, and some, you know, some of the girls, the Cat One Two girls, are like, nope, stand up out of the saddle, up and over the hill, up and over the hill, and then you realize, oh, I can do this, but you didn't think you could before. So I just love getting all that encouragement from the girls. It really does make a huge difference, and then it boosts your confidence. And then when you're in a race, you're like, no, I can do this. <laughs> uh, because you train with some of the best riders, that's your competition in training. So then when you get out, your competition's probably maybe a little less because you're literally training with some of the best riders in the Pacific Northwest and beyond, for sure. So it's great to see, man. We have a great women's team, and it's, I love the fact that the women train with the men, and uh, we all push each other. Yeah. And actually, you keep saying men, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the ladies, the ladies. And one thing I really like about this team is that the women are – totally equal to the men on this team absolutely and, and in fact there's so many times where the guys are like oh so and so is here that means we're gonna have to ride fast and i just love that i do too i'm i i feel like i it's it's everybody just throws down you know and 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 gender 
it, it doesn't matter. It all goes away. But we love to be out riding bikes. We love to ride hard. And the energy of the group just lifts us up and pushes us harder. I know it does for me. I know I ride a lot harder when I'm out riding with you guys than if I'm just by myself. Oh, for sure. Awesome stuff, man. Well, I hope you have a good year. What you got, you got some goals for next year? Anything specifically you want to accomplish? I would like to win the races that <laughs> that I join. Yeah, Cat 3, obviously. I'm almost there. But, yeah, I, I would just like to gain a lot more confidence in what I can do. And then just, you know, be a part of every race. Like, be relevant. I want to be relevant. And, obviously, I want to win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're a husky, man. You got that 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 winning that winning gene. It's in your DNA. I love it. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. I hope you enjoyed the party. Have a happy holiday and have a great 2022 as well. Next year, look for, look forward to riding with you. All right, I got the real Will Teal right here at the Fountain Party. Hey, Will, man, you you're such a great part of this club. You're part of the spirit and the soul of this club. Um, I know I've learned a lot from you. I know a lot of the riders have learned a lot from you. What has Fount given you? As somebody who loves cycling and races and who's great at it, what has Fount given you beyond cycling? Oh, it's a community of like-minded people who like to do really well, I think, not only on the bike, but off the bike. I think that's one of the things that when I met Dave uh, like 10 years ago, and the club that he was a part of then, which is a lot of what Fount is, is people who are really great on the bike, but have the rest of our lives together and so it's kind of like a really great package of people to be around when you started cycling did you did, did you kind of have a vision in terms of what you wanted to get out of it or did you, it was just something you loved and you found the club and then it, and you just kind of went on the journey and then it just kind of led you where it led you oh uh, I had a goal to become a cyclist with air quotes um, and I didn't really know what that meant at the time but I kind of wanted to uh, adopt that lifestyle and see what that was all about. Now, what were you doing athletically before cycling? Uh, I did a triathlon, and then before that, I rode in uh, college. Oh, awesome. You, where'd you go to college? Uh, UW. Oh, great. Husky. Another Husky. We got a lot of Huskies on this team, man. Well, that's great, man. Are you excited for 2022? Yeah, of course. What you, any, any goals, anything you want to accomplish that, that you haven't done already? Uh, I want to big, win a big race as a team. That sounds good. Yep, we got to figure out what races we want to do this year. Well, it's great to at least know that you're going to have a lot more now because last year was kind of, we weren't really sure what was going to happen. Yeah. Well, Will, thanks for your time, man. And hey, have a great holiday and uh, wish you the best. Look forward to seeing you out there in 2022. You got it, man. Thanks. Awesome.
So, all right, well, Rocket, hey, I just want to say it was great having you on again. Wish we could have you in the studio. Um, I'm jealous because you're in Arizona, but you're always in some place really cool that I'm not. So, <laughs> uh, but I love it, man, because you're out. You 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 know you're living your dream. You know you're creating the life that you want to create. That's not like the typical life that others create. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know what you want. You went out and created. Right. I think it's right terrific, on. man. And because yeah. of that you've made such an impact on me and, and, and those um, like me and the rest of the members of the club and the community. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say thank you for a great mm-hmm. year. Again, not only in cycling, but just friendship and also this podcast, man, because uh, this is fun. Dude, it's so fun. It's so fun. And I look forward to it. And thank you for the podcast. It's, uh, it's, it, it's something that I think it's going to be, it's going to grow and, uh, become part of our uh you know something we think about daily there is so much you want to talk about possibility there's a lot of possibility on this podcast for sure and 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 we're excited in 2022 to bring the audience some really cool interviews and cool guests and some Mm -hmm. things that that they haven't heard before like interviews with writers and and folks out at races and and because you're going to be out all over the Mm -hmm. place man and so you'll kind of be like the correspondent in the field too. So we'll get some of that great stuff, but I'm, I'm excited to see what we create with this. I, I, I think what we've done so far is amazing and it's going to continue to evolve. It's going to continue to get better and, and, and grow and, and we're going to grow right along with it as human beings. So there it is. Yeah. Well, it was a great 2021 and I look forward to 22 with you, Greg. All right, my brother, I wish you a happy 2022 and Jennifer and Wolfie and Found Cycling Guild. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right, there it is. The first episode of 2022. Looking back on 2021 and looking ahead and being in possibility. Anything's possible if you have the commitment and you put a plan together and take the right actions and surround yourself with the right people. On behalf of Rocket, looking forward to bringing you some great stuff in the new year. But in the meantime, until next time, we want to thank you for listening. Because without you, Rocket and I are just two guys sitting in a room talking to ourselves. And it's fun, but it's a lot more fun with you. Until next time, peace, love, cycling, health, music, art, and transformation. This is We Ride Why Radio.
We Ride Y Radio. Thank you for riding with us.